1: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding and check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E's Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft,
0: smooth ends, no flyaways, shiny. Well,
1: I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing.
0: Frizzy E-Secret Weapon, only from
1: John Frieda.
0: Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. This podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. There's a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com slash not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll get that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. It's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. It's Chris Liss, your host, and I'm joined, as usual, by Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. And uh, what's going on with you? Man? Anything happen in your life that's uh, significant at all?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I had a baby boy, um, I guess it would be exactly a week ago from today. He was uh, 8 pounds, 7 ounces, which is... Quite large for someone the size of my tiny wife. Our our daughter was six pounds. She was five days overdue, so we induced, um, which was kinda nice having it you know, knowing exactly when to go into the hospital. But um she's struggling with her recovery, let me tell you. She never complains of pain. Usually that's me. If I get a tiny cold, I'm the one uh holed up in bed complaining and she never does. But so for her to be complaining, I know she's in some pain, but hopefully it was all worth it. We got a little boy named Mason and um yeah, I'm pretty excited.
0: Good for you, man. You know, I'm a little disappointed you didn't name him after me. I did think that uh, just some basic gratitude would have uh, required that. But whatever, I won't hold it against you too much.
1: Well, I'm saying if you have a boy, you better name him Richard.
0: Yeah, of course I will. I I actually, Sasha, the the number two choice, we went with Sasha.
1: It was going to be what, Ruth?
0: Hope. Hope, I thought, oh, it would hope, be a good
1: hopeless. name. Hopeless? Yeah. <laughs> hopeless? Yeah, Ruthless would be pretty cool, too. Hopeless, yeah. Ruthless, I like it. Yeah.
0: Penniless. Yeah. Penniless would be a good one, too. Anyway, well, congratulations. So
1: we have an appointment to get him circumcised tomorrow, which happens to be Inauguration Day. And I, I think there's some sort of joke to be made there, but I haven't come up with it yet.
0: Oh, yeah. You're, uh, I didn't realize you were Jewish.
1: I, I am not. And, it, and we went back and forth, but I don't know. We decided to go for it. But I, I'm certainly probably going to be too cowardly to be in the room.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I've, I've been to some persons. It's uh feel bad for the kid. It's, not, it's a brutal, uh, it's a brutal custom, but uh, let me ask you this. Uh, so he's he's a human being a hundred percent. You did a test.
1: As far as I can tell, I mean, what, we'll, we'll, you know, who knows how he develops, but as far as I can tell, he does look, uh, homeos, he, does, he does look homo sapiens.
0: Ho- homo sapiens no cro in him. That's that's lucky. Right. Uh, and then, uh, secondly, what do you think? He's eight pounds NFL. We're we, are we looking at NFL. What are we start, you got to groom early, dude. You don't want to wait till it's too late when they're like five or six and they don't know how to block or catch a pass. What do you think?
1: Oh, I'm going to be molding him immediately. That's right. It's funny. The first, uh, so we had he had him about 5 PM and uh, sitting in the hospital room, uh, the, the Warriors game was happening on TNT. So it wasn't, he didn't even need the local channel. So I, I subjected him already to sports when he was about two hours old. So, this poor kid doesn't have a chance. Hopefully he doesn't resent sports. You know, I, I can't yeah. throw it on him too much. But, uh, yeah, he's 21 inches long, 8 pounds, 7 uh, ounces. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But believe me, I, I don't want to work in my later years. So I, I either him or my daughter, you know, somehow do something in, in the sports field to make some money.
0: Yeah, the next Tom Marinovich, I'm sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, there's only two games today. So you got anything else for me? Because this is not going to be a long podcast regardless because the XM show is starting in like – 15 minutes
1: sure yeah i just want to run through a couple things i know it's already thursday and who knows when you'll get this up but i i just I, it's been beaten to death and it's late in the week but i just still can't believe dallas spiked the ball last week that was just the most frustrating thing i've seen in a long time and, and it wasn't even a, a hindsight thing my, me and my friends were texting each other at the time it's just so idiotic it was after a 10 yard gain they just called a play after like a 30 yard gain the time before witten was very easy to call a play they left the timeout in their pocket it wasn't like they're going to go for it on fourth down they were going to have to kick a long field goal, so they gave themselves just two plays to get a first down, and that's without me even saying they gave the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. That's a whole other thing, but that that play was just dumbfounding to me, and it, it, they deserved to lose. That, that is just, I, I can't stand it when teams do that in general, but to... I mean, they build a stadium that's $1.4 billion, and it costs, what, uh, $5 million for a 30-second spot in the Super Bowl. All this money on the line. How could you be so stupid?
0: Uh, so stupid. I mean, it rarely makes sense to spike the ball. I mean, it, you spike the ball when you complete a 40-yard pass over the middle and you just want to you know, run your field goal team on. You know, And so you spike it and get the field goal team on. You never spike. It's almost never worth spiking rather than running a play. You may as well just call a play and chuck it out of bounds if nobody's open, or whatever play you were going to run, just run that play. Or have two plays, or have a drill set up so that you have multiple plays so that when you, after a big play you know exactly where to go for the next play. It's just – or, you know, it, it just – but the thing that's so dumb about this especially was they had a timeout, and they had 48 seconds left, and they were already, you know, kind of five yards away from Bailey's comfortable field goal range. There was just no rush. And to sacrifice it down was so precious at that point, I mean they should have been thinking, you know touchdown, win the game at this point there was there was enough time to win the game. they got to midfield, like no problem. they got to the forty in like you know twenty seconds i mean they they should have been thinking let's let's not try to play for overtime and run out the clock let's win this game
1: and it's not just you huddling up you have your deep they have the defense on its heels too i mean I would, I would imagine a defense would prefer to huddle as well or make right. a substitution i mean so so, but, I mean, it's just, it's just, but, it was really infuriating.
0: But let's talk about the prior sequence with McCarthy. Okay. So McCarthy has the ball at the Dallas, at the Dallas 35 with two minutes left first and 10. Okay. He runs it, which was okay. Fine. Um, and by the way, the only reason it got down to two minutes was because Garrett never used timeouts on the other side of the two minute warning, which was itself ridiculous, but they get all the way in two minutes and green Bay is in a situation where they can basically run the clock down and play for the game winning kick game over because Garrett didn't use his timeouts. And so he, so McCarthy shifts gears and decides, you know what, let's just give Garrett back the ability to use those timeouts and run three, you know, useless plays. I mean, basically that's what he did was absolve Garrett of the mistake that he had made. So he runs goes to second and eight uh, at the 33, and then inexplicably throws a five-yard toss in the backfield, and the entire Dallas defense tackles Ty Montgomery for a five-yard loss. Now it's third and 13. Rodgers should have completed, like, a six-yard pass to make an easier field goal, gets pressure, throws it away. Now they've got a 56-yard field goal. If they miss that field goal, Dallas wins because they got the ball, like, you know, midfield, plenty of time, although Garrett probably wouldn't have used it properly, but plenty of time to just run the clock down, kick a game-winning field goal, and end it. But Mason Crosby basically bails out Mike McCarthy from knocking his own team out of the playoffs senselessly two out of the last three years with a monster 56-yard field goal, which was just such a great kick. It looked like a duck to me. I can't believe it made it all the way. But what a kick. Uh, But McCarthy should have just been like – he should not have been playing for the 50-plus-yard field goal and leave 90 seconds on the clock for Dak Prescott. What he should have been doing is let's get a first down – run the clock down to nothing and kick a game winner. And there's no time for Prescott. And the way he should have done that is what he did all game and all season, which is let Aaron Rodgers have the ball. Don't hand it off. you are not playing to run clock and use timeouts. Who cares? There's plenty of time left for Dallas. You want to get a first down and run all the clock out.
1: Yeah. It made me proud that uh, Crosby that I named my son Mason with those uh, clutch field goals. Uh, what, what a game that was though. I mean, we can complain about the, the end game there, but I what three field goals in the final 90 seconds or whatever. That was a, a terrific game that finally lived up to the hype with all the other games not being so good. You see that one guy bet, uh, he started betting, a 300, he bet $300 when Aaron Rodgers said, we're going to run the table, and it's doubled down every single game since, and he's up to 29000 and he doubled down again.
0: Yeah, what's interesting about that is every one of those games was basically an elimination game because the Packers don't make the playoffs unless they win all of them. And right. obviously in the playoffs, there are elimination games. And so if you had bet the Packers to win the Super Bowl, then you would have got 80 to 1. But if you just bet on them winning each game, which is the exact same thing, you get, like, 500 to 1. Right, right, So it's like such Vegas is ripping you off so badly. Like, if you're like, you know what, I I like what Rodgers is saying. I'm going to bet the Packers at 80 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That would have been such a stupid bet. Just do what this dude's doing.
1: Yeah, and you're not betting a penny more. You're just using their money every time you win. So, I mean, you're yeah. Right. So. You would
0: put your 300 down and never see it again at 80-1, to 1, or you could keep doubling down. Now, of course, I'd be taking some off the table at this point because yes. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous to, to risk that much. But, um, yeah, that was – you know, the players deserve better. You, we have really bad coaching, pretty bad refereeing, although refereeing is a tough job, terrible announcing. I mean, Buck and, and Aikman are just fucking terrible. And the players are great. You know, it, it's like the players and the fans deserve much better than, than the announcers and, and, the, and the coaches and management. It's, it's really, it's like you're watching this game and these guys are killing themselves out there literally. And, well, not literally right at the time. But um, it reminds me of something funny in BoJack Horseman that I saw. I'll tell you in a second. But it, it's, it's just, I can't believe the disparity between the quality of play and the quality of coaching.
1: All right. A couple of things. We'll start the games here soon. Uh, uh, speaking of TV shows, um, I just binge-watched a show called Sneaky Pete. It's a new show that came out on Amazon Prime. Brian Cranston uh, created it, and uh, it's not exactly highbrow, but it's a real fun, like, con-type show. Like I said, I binged it in a couple days, sitting here in paternity leave. That's how I raised my child, is watching Sneaky Pete. But if you want an entertaining show, I- I'd recommend it. It just came out on Amazon Prime. Uh, tell me about BoJack, which I'm-, I'm glad you're into.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. He says he's, he's pissed because, you know, he's fighting with uh... – Mr. Peanut Butter, the dog, for that girl, the affections of that girl, and uh, and he says, "You son of a bitch! You literal son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's a he dog, <laughs> you know. The guy. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many funny animal things like that that just like they yeah. just stick in there, like just occasionally. You know, it's like yeah. it, the the whole premise is you know, BoJack is a, he is a horse, but he's basically a man. But every now and then, like you get reminded that he's a horse. It's just it's just random, but it's funny.
1: No, it's a clever show and dark. Uh, I highly recommend BoJack Horseman if you haven't seen it. Um, so one one real quick thing. I am not a Hall of Fame guy in any sport. I I, I I don't really care, and I don't even know historically. People ask me, is he a Hall of Famer? I'm like, honestly, A, I'm, I'm youngish, and B, I, I just don't I don't – I've never really cared that much. And I think baseball is quite clearly a farce when Barry Bonds is barely getting 50%. Of the votes, um, I'm just curious if you had any thoughts. I mean, Jorge Posada, you're your Yankee guy, won and done, didn't even get the 5%. He's off the ballot now. I know people, uh, Jonah Carey, super happy. Tim Raines got in. Fun, fun fact, by the way, Pete Rose has, was caught stealing more times than Tim Raines, and Raines attempted more than 600 steals in his career. That's, that's pretty crazy. Anyway, do you have any thoughts on the Hall of Fame? I know you actually are a store, but you kind of like this stuff, I think.
0: Well, I like baseball history, and I know a lot about it. And I'm a little bit older than you. I'm by no means old, but I've, I was studying you know baseball history when I was a kid. I used to just read no, up stuff we, about we would, it. dude,
1: whenever trips from labor on the way back would have the Bill James handbook, and you'd, you'd have me quiz you. And you were, you were quite impressive, I must say.
0: I know, I know baseball history. I used to win all these little quizzes we had in the office all the time about baseball history. Um, you know, the, the Hall of Fame once Bud see, got in. I, I've been saying this on the XM show. People should try to get out, you know, and start their own. Because Bud Selig is – he was a terrible commissioner. He was the guy who was basically the boss of the steroid era and is the reason the steroid era flourished for so long while he scapegoated players like Bonds and A-Rod. And, of course, they lost the World Series under his watch. So, you know, when guys like that are getting in, it's a joke. But I also think no executive should be getting in. That's just bullshit. Fans don't give a fuck about the executives. They hate those guys. Those guys are the enemy, right? That's the money-making arm of the, of the operation. And it's really there to extract the most money from fans as possible. The players are, are why we show up. You know, that other stuff is a necessary evil to put the product on the field. There should never be executives getting it. So that's kind of a separate point, but it, it does sort of taint the Hall of Fame. Secondly, uh, it, it is ridiculous. You know, it's, it, there's so many politics. Uh, One year in the football Hall of Fame, Warren Moon was up, and he got in, and he hired a friend of ours, a PR guy, to, like, do his PR. So it's like there's, like, lobbying and stuff like that. So that's stupid. And, you know, it's just – it's dumb because we have such good stats like war and, you know, and and different – you know, there's two different kinds of war. So you could quibble about – at the margins about two different players. But, you know, it's pretty clear to people who know advanced baseball statistics that guys like Reigns are definitely Hall of Famers, that it's a joke that these dumb writers that don't know baseball and don't know stats and are like, he didn't get 3,000 hits, whatever dumb reason they have, or he took steroids or whatever – they don't understand the game and how it works on a, you know, and who's really good and who's not. And a lot of it's, you know, Barry Bonds wasn't nice to the media. I think that's as big a problem for him as the steroids. It's just that he wasn't very friendly with the media and stuff like that. Sure. Is, it plays a, a huge outsized role when guys get elected. So it's just stupid. We don't need it. You know, we have, we, we you know, Jay Jaffe, who's a guy who, you know, I've we've had him on the XM show sometimes. He's kind of a friend of Roadwire. wire Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. He has that system that is just, pretty good you know i'm not saying it's perfect but that's a good enough baseline that we know who belongs and who doesn't and like all the rest is just garbage i mean who cares about some voter from 30 years ago or some guy now who you know has some political agenda or you know someone doesn't like kurt Schilling's politics or whatever it's just all it's just stupid you know so we know better we just go to jay jaffe's site and, and google who should be in the hall of fame and that in my mind is the actual hall of fame i mean terrell owens is not in the pro football hall of fame it's a joke
1: yeah I totally agree i was I was going to bring up Schilling i mean agree with his politics or not the, the the fact of the matter is he lost percentage points this this time around, and that's quite clear outside factors i mean that, that's the best biggest yeah, evidence i mean that's
0: there's people i mean look i I'm not defending Schilling as a person or whatever, but it's just totally irrelevant and so it just becomes obvious oh, so totally. you have to either keep quiet about your beliefs or only have certain kinds of beliefs it's just to me you know it, it's it's a joke the the people that are voting. It's arbitrary. Again, just go to Jay Jaffe's site. That's who should be in the Hall of Fame. You can quibble at the margins with it. But basically, you know, it's sound baseball, who was good at baseball, who made the biggest impact on the field, and that's that's what should be determinative.
1: Yeah. Like I said, a total farce that Bonds is barely getting half the votes. I mean, that's just, that's just a total, he, he was a Hall of Famer even before he started steroids or allegedly. I mean, it, it's, it, that is just the silliest thing ever. Anyway. All right. Let's get to these games. Let's, let's go. What, uh, what do you like, Green Bay, Green Bay. So it's, it's, it's settling in at four and a half. It jumped, it, it, it opened at sometimes four, jumped to five. Um, couple things real quick. Our guy, Mark Stopa won last week. Well, uh, even though Seattle drove, uh, Russell Wilson threw his first touchdown. Passing the first quarter all, all season immediately, and he was down seven, nothing, giving uh, what was it four and a half points, and he won his big bet, and that guy is no coward. He had me double down this week on, yeah. and he did not win. And
0: he's season. a coward. He, but he, th- those are two separate. Don't confuse those two <laughs> concepts.
1: I said this is going to be the biggest uh, over-under, not that that's a crazy uh, guess, but it's the biggest over-under, biggest total in a championship game or Super Bowl game history, I would imagine the biggest of the season, and the biggest in in many years, I would guess, 61 points, uh, the, it's, it's just it's such a perfect setup, Green Bay can't run the ball and both defenses, although Atlanta's playing a little better lately, and um, we'll see, I mean, Green Bay's wide receiver core is totally banged up, and... Um, uh, that that could be a problem. And Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams is dealing with that same high ankle sprain that really ruined his season last year. Uh, Atlanta at home, I mean, my, Matt Ryan's got 9.5 YPA in, in Atlanta this season. Personally, I thought this spread was going to be less than three, though. I mean, look at what Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. I know that points matter less when you have such a high over-under, but uh, I think we're different on both of these games. Uh, I, I took Green Bay, and I took the points, and, and I felt kind of comfortable with it. That's That's a lot of points for a team that's playing so well.
0: Yeah, I see, I don't think Green Bay is playing so well. I think the D is really suspect, and Atlanta's going to just destroy it. I mean, it's one thing. Dallas's offense was very good, too, but Green Bay's – the strength of Green Bay's defense is their run D, which is which matched up well against Dallas. And then Dak totally shredded them when he needed to. It's just that Jason Garrett is such an idiot that he, you know, went for the field goal on fourth and two. They didn't get Dez involved down the field until they got down two touchdowns. I, I think if that game went five quarters, Dallas wins it. It's just that – um it's just that they had such a stupid coach and such a bad game plan, uh, as if you know they were going to win the game thirteen ten or something early on, and, and that was just never going to happen. I think Rodgers has too many injuries to his to his receivers. It's just he's the degree of difficulty is really hard. And then Atlanta, uh, their D is not good if you look at it cumulatively, but in the last six or seven games, it's been quite a bit better because a lot of those young guys have figured things out a bit. And Atlanta's offense is an all-time great offense. I think they're just going to work this Green Bay D so easily, so effortlessly. And Rodgers will score some points, but I think they'll stall now and then, uh, and Atlanta will pull away. So I'm laying the wood here.
1: Yeah, it should, I, I I do expect a very entertaining game. I mean, uh, if you're if you're playing one last DFS slate, obviously you can't play the Super Bowl because there's just one game. Uh, load up on players here. It looks like Ty Montgomery is pretty reasonably priced, coming off the two touchdown game, and he might have to. He he is getting like eight targets a game as well. So uh, obviously Randall Cobb. I would not trust uh, Adams or or Nelson personally. I, I really worry about those injuries, and that may ultimately be the Green Bay's downfall. But um. I, I do hear you. I mean, Atlanta's a very, very good team. And they allowed the most fantasy uh, uh, points to, to opposing quarterbacks this year. But it's a little misleading. It's just because of all the attempts. While Green right. Bay's allowed the, most, the highest YPA in the NFL, right. Atlanta's actually only allowed 6.9. So that's really a function of volume. So um, I, I hear you. I wouldn't be shocked if Atlanta wins. But I, sur- I mean, sorry, if Atlanta covers. But I'd actually be more surprised if they cover than if Green Bay wins outright. I, I really could see an upset here. I, I, Green Bay's I mean, how do, you, how do you, you feel? I just felt so dumb. I, bet, I picked Dallas last week betting against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the, he's the best player on the planet.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a really great player, and the offensive line is good. But I, Atlanta's offense, when I saw it last week, I thought Seattle was going to cover, and I was wrong. Um, Seattle's D had no chance. That offense is a machine, and it's historically good. It is a top ten all-time, maybe top five all-time offense. And it picked up against Seattle right where it left off in the regular season. They get the ball out of Matt Ryan's hand in like two seconds. And it's just like peak Patriots. Instead of Gronk, they have Julio. Who's going to cover Julio? I hope is healthy, but it sounds like he's going to be. Who's going to cover him on, on Green Bay? They can get Gunster. that at will, okay? Gunster. And then and they, do, and they don't have to rely on him the way the Pats will throw to Gronk 120 times a year. They have so many other places to get the ball. They've got two running backs who can run it or catch it. Yeah. I, I just don't see Green Bay even slowing them down. And I think what's going to happen is Green Bay is going to stall a couple times because their receivers are banged up. As great as Rodgers is, no running game, injured receivers, on the road, a defense that's probably league average at this point, maybe a little bit better than league average. I don't see him keeping up.
1: If you had to bet the over under, what would you take at 61 under. points?
0: under. Yeah. yeah. I would land 34, 23. That's my score.
1: No, I, I got you. Everyone expects a shootout. So watch it be like, not, not, not as right. expected. That's usually what happens. Well, All I mean, right. So 23
0: England... is still 57. That would be the yeah. over in <laughs> any game. Right.
1: right. Okay. okay. Real quick. We
0: got, we got a couple minutes yeah. left.
1: Um, I got you. England minus six at home against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, um, It's funny that Mike Tomlin caught on Facebook live or whatever, but he's right, though. I mean, they really did get I mean, New England not only has the easy I mean, at home against Houston, they play their C game and still cover 16 and a half point spread. And now Pittsburgh plays a day later and then has to land at 4 a.m. in the morning and then and then has to travel again. I mean, New England essentially gets two full days extra rest here. So it's 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 again, they just get breaks as far as scheduling here. So what, what who do you like in this game?
0: I like the Pats. Uh, You know, the Steelers are good enough, and really the reason they beat the Chiefs, and I I like the Chiefs last week, is they dominated the Chiefs on the line of scrimmage. I mean, Alex Smith was under assault, and Roethlisberger had way more time, plus they were breaking open big holes. The Steelers' offensive line is very good, and their pass rush is good, and that was kind of opened my eyes, even though Roethlisberger, as usual on the road, did not have a good game last week. But I think with Brady getting the ball out so quickly and Belichick and them watching the tape, they will figure out ways to counteract that pass rush, and on the other side of the ball, they're going to drop a lot of guys in coverage. I think they're going to pick Roethlisberger a couple times. I just don't think this is a good spot for him. And uh, I think they're going to cover the spread. I think New England's going to do it.
1: 51 seems high for me, the total here. But I, um, I, I talked about feeling dumb betting against Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to be the one feeling really dumb betting against Brady and Belichick. I took the points and staff picks here. I get all of your points. Um, obviously, Roethlisberger on the road. Uh, New England at-home championship game. But six points is quite a bit for a team that's – uh, Pittsburgh's quietly the second half played really strong defense. They really shut down the run. Their pass rush is picking up. I do worry about Roethlisberger and the turnovers. But, man, Le'Veon Bell, they're just going to rely on like crazy and, and yeah. with the hopes of keeping New England's offense off the field. So with the, with the three guys finally healthy in the playoffs, they've looked impressive. I think that was an anomaly, not being able to score in the red zone last week. I took the points, but I don't feel strongly about it.
0: Yeah, I made New England. Yeah, I don't feel that strongly about either one. It's funny, I made New England my best bet, but the more I look at the Atlanta game, I think Atlanta. I I want Aaron Rodgers to win. I love Aaron Rodgers. I just think he's such a great player and so enjoyable to watch. And and I'm not a big Matt Ryan fan. Let's bet on that
1: four and a half point spread. What do you want to bet? I'll take Green Bay.
0: So uh, then I'll have to root for Atlanta. All right, I'll bet fifty bucks with you.
1: Fifty bucks, done. Okay.
0: Okay. We good? I gotta. I gotta run because I gotta get on the XM show. You're gonna be on the show too, right?
1: Yeah, I told Trevor I wasn't sure, but I'll, I think I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. All, All right. right,
0: cool. Just have just have Chloe babysit Mason. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah,
1: we'll do. All right, man. All right. Uh,
0: take, take it easy. Congrats. All
1: right, thanks, thanks, let's Appreciate right.
0: it. Later, Don. This podcast was sponsored by FanDuel. There is a special offer for new FanDuel users: get a free six-month RedWire subscription with a ten-dollar deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com/RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that ten dollars available to play with on FanDuel. More than forty dollars in value for just ten bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW.